Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I was going through this phase where I was accidentally doing an Andy Rooney thing a while back. And I had a, we have a lot of episodes that are titled like, what's the deal with blah, blah, blah. (laughs) This is one of those, this is one of those episodes, but despite the title, this is something that many of our fellow conspiracy realists were asking us to explore for years. We're talking about Skinwalker Ranch. This is one of the most controversial stories or groups of stories in the world of UFOs. Oh man, the Skinwalker Ranch. Yep. So much mystery here. I can't wait to talk about this again in some weird time warp where you're about to hear us talk about it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Hey, here's another awesome UFO episode. We hope you enjoy it. And there's still more to come. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. And I'm Ben, and we are joined, as always, by our super producer, Noel, the AT Alien Brown. Oh, yeah, the AT Alien. A little outcast in here this, uh, this afternoon. So, ladies and gentlemen, today we are going all the way out to Utah. As many of you know, we're located here in Atlanta, Georgia. And the reason we're going out to Utah is because there are some things that happen when you're out in a a large open area, like many of the places in Utah, 
that you, you might see something in the sky. You might see something that you don't really see on the ground that you can't explain. That's the reason we're going out there, because there is one particular place that, that some of these things tend to happen, Ben. And we've been getting lots and lots of people on Twitter, on Facebook, all over the place saying, you guys have to cover this location. Right, yeah, we've uh, checked out a lot of the YouTube comments. I've seen this stuff on uh, Facebook and Twitter asking us to cover something that is legally known as the Sherman Ranch. As Matt said, it is located in a place called Unitaw County, about 480 acres of ranch land, uh, a little bit southeast of a place called Ballard, Utah, but you perhaps know it better by its more famous internet moniker, Skinwalker Ranch. Oh yeah, and out here, there are all kinds of alleged things that happen, from cattle mutilations to UFO sightings of various kinds, lights in the sky, sometimes stuff that happens closer to the ground. Sure. You'll also hear, uh, you'll also hear other anecdotes about, uh, so-called sensing a presence, uh, telepathic intrusions, poltergeist stuff. Again, all anecdotal. But before we dive into that, oh, and that's what we're doing, by the way. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, spoiler alert. We're looking at some of the fact and fiction here. Now, Matt, you, like, you hate this stuff. No, no, I do not hate this stuff. I just want it to be real and I want someone to capture something. And when it's just a human being, most of the research I've done on this, I, you've done the bulk of it, but a lot of the research I've done on this, it's just a person talking to another person like this and telling a story about what they've experienced. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to pigeonhole you by saying you hate it. No, uh, no, no. I certainly don't hate it. I, okay. I, I really like the ideas, but okay. it, it, it hurts me intellectually when someone is trying to convince me mm -hmm. so hard. Mm -hmm. That this thing happened, but they have absolutely zero empirical evidence. Or, yeah, zero, uh, zero universally accepted evidence. Okay. Sure. Probably a good way to sure. qualify that. So that's what we're going to do today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to catch you up on a little bit of 101 about Skinwalker Ranch or the real name, the Sherman Ranch. Mm -hmm. And then we're ultimately going to end on asking you the same questions. And maybe if we're lucky, somebody in or around Ballard, Utah will give us the skinny, the stuff they don't want you to know about this location. So let's look at the history, Matt. The, uh, the history of this, at least as far as the paper trail goes, is relatively recent in comparison to other, um, you know, so-called hotspots for this kind of activity. The first documented reports about the Sherman Ranch are found in a publication called the Utah Desert News. Uh, it's out of Salt Lake City. This was written by a guy named Zach Van Eyck in, or E-Y-C-K, mm -hmm. uh, not, no relation to David, around 1996. And yeah. that wasn't the only time it was mentioned. That's right. So we were out here, you know, exploring the Olympics that year. And uh, uh, out there on the other side, there's some crazy stuff going down at the Sherman Ranch. Now, this was uh, later mentioned in the Las Vegas Mercury. This was also mentioned several times by George Knapp. I believe George Knapp is a person who wrote in the Mercury. Yeah, he was a host of a show that I personally really enjoy. I don't know about you, called Coast to Coast AM, which we have mentioned briefly before on this on this show. Uh, so yeah, the uh, this guy doesn't just write a couple things. Uh, he really digs in and makes this uh, something identifiable with him, which, as we'll learn, is going to be important later. However, 
if you are to believe the unofficial histories of, uh, I think there's a retired school teacher and then there's a retired military official of some sort, uh, if you're to believe their stories, then uh, reports of cattle mutilation in this area, this rough area, go back for decades at least and allegedly, or at least we'll see how much of this is true, allegedly these stories tie into something much, much older. That's right. The legend of skinwalkers. This is really cool stuff here. This is kind of, this is the stuff that you were really interested in, right? This, cause this falls into the folklore area where you've got Native American groups who believe that there is this thing called a skinwalker, which is essentially a shape changer. There are a lot of different types of these. We've talked about uh, lycanthropy a lot in, in past episodes about werewolves. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of kind of similar to that with a couple important differences. One of the biggest ones is that the skinwalker can choose to change shape rather than having the moon kind of affect their change, right? So uh, the full moon doesn't have anything to do with it. The skinwalker just goes, Okay, it's time. Change. Uh, the skinwalker can also change into any animal given whatever circumstance they find themselves in, such as, uh, let's say they've got the pelt of a wolf, just to use the lycanthropy example. They can then change into the wolf, but then you can use any other interchangeable animal there, uh, a bear even. Sure. Yeah. And this this is uh, common across various different uh, Native American groups in Navajo folklore, for instance, which is where this pops up most often, or at least in the, in the modern West, this is most strongly associated with Navajo. A skinwalker is a kind of witch known as a yinadloshi. The idea here is similar to some European folklore regarding lycanthropes because lycanthropes in the older medieval stuff and then uh well you can listen to the entire episode we've done on lycanthropy but quick and dirty version for you here uh sometimes in different periods of the past people who were thought of as werewolves were also thought of as witches it's kind of like the old analogy about puzzles and mazes because not all puzzles are mazes but all mazes are puzzles. So not all witches are skinwalkers, which is a kind of witch, but all skinwalkers are witches. So most of these witches are men, and they gain their powers through some kind of dark act. Uh, women can also be these witches, but only childless women, uh, at least only childless women can be this sort of witch. Yeah, and some of these dark acts would be the murder of a blood relative, That's pretty heinous, Uh, breaking some kind of serious cultural taboo or participating in some kind of perversion of these Navajo traditional rituals. Right. This would be the cultural equivalent of celebrating a black mass or going to uh, a witch's Sabbath. The the one of the differences here between the skinwalker and the modern interpretation of the lycanthrope is that. This is not a situation where someone could accidentally become a skinwalker because they were bitten by a skinwalker. This is a conscious decision or this is the direct consequence of doing something 
unholy. The ones who murder a blood relative, a child, a parent, a sibling, uh, they are the ones who would get the the most uh who will become the most powerful and some versions of this as we said are found in many native american cultures not just the navajo the aztec have the nawal uh it's a human being able to transform into an animal physically or spiritually and then there's the chilean chilean or argentinian chonchon now that's the folklore background of what a skinwalker is uh as we continue our our delve into what the Skinwalker Ranch is, we're going to find that it isn't necessarily related to this in particular, but there are, there are things relating to aliens also that will come into this extraterrestrials and possibly this idea that there is some kind of supernatural entity that exists somewhere on this land. You know, uh, Spoiler alert, slight spoiler alert. I I love that you said uh, that you went out and said extraterrestrials are aliens, because as we'll find, that's something that the researchers, uh, that was one of their big pet peeves. Uh, But I think it's I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of people who are following the developing story did believe it was extraterrestrial well, and related. It, exactly. It was one of their big pet peeves, but it gets into some of the things that a couple other characters were about to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets into the future worlds that they get involved with. So uh, let's continue on here. Sure. Okay. So as we said, the ranch was brought to the public eye largely due to the efforts of this journalist named George Knapp, who was then host of a radio show called Coast to Coast AM, which is uh, a great listen if you get a chance. It's really great. You you might recognize the name George Norrie currently or Art Bell uh, for the host of that show. George Knapp is pretty great. He I think he hosts on the weekends or couple Sundays every mm-hmm. once in a while. And uh, as he reported on the bizarre alleged occurrences from this ranch, the publicity caught the attention of an entrepreneur named Robert Bigelow, who you might also recognize as the founder of a company called Bigelow Aerospace. Ah, interesting. Bigelow Aerospace. They, they specialize in trying to create these uh, not really rooms, but – Capsules where humans can do things in space. Right. Along with Richard Branson and to a lesser degree, Elon Musk, mm-hmm. he's one of the people pushing. He's one of the big parts, or at least Bigelow Aerospace was one of the big parts of the privatized space exploration industry. Pretty interesting there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. So Bigelow bought this ranch in 1995, and he hired another gentleman named Colm Kelleher, who was a molecular biologist, and he brought him on to head up the team of PhDs who were going to investigate this place. He, uh, he called the group the National Institute for Discovery Science. Or NIDS. Mm-hmm. Here's what they did. The group monitored the ranch for 24 hours a day, and they were scouting for unusual phenomenon or anomalies. According to Kelleher, and this is as told by Brian Dunning from Skeptoid, they never came back with any incontrovertible physical evidence. Well, they collected a lot of they collected a lot of video and some audio, but as we know, that stuff can be a little bit like a Rorschach test. They did, however, see occasional cattle mutilations and floating lights. And let's, let's take a second to address this because a lot of you guys out there are probably wondering why I just said no physical evidence and then mentioned cattle mutilations. And the problem here is really one of interpretation to people who believe that mutilations must be some sort of proof of the paranormal or a cryptid uh, or, you know, a human being changing shape and eating cattle. Uh, that That is sort of looking for an answer one expects, a confirmation bias. But to uh, people who consider themselves skeptics, whether they actually are or not, which mm-hmm. is an important distinction, uh, these, these attacks are within the bounds of normal predation, meaning that a, a regular predator common in the area might attack 
or uh, another scavenger might have eaten the the corpse. I'd e- like even if yeah. they died of of natural causes, the 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 places where cattle mutilation or evidence of cattle mutilation is shown is usually in the face and or the hindquarters, right? And this is something that I think on Discovery Channel we were there. It we discussed this several times about how that's the those are the entrances to the soft tissues mm-hmm. in cattle. Right. You, you're not going to go through the tough outer skin. Uh, if you're, let's say, I don't know, insects that are eating away at a carcass or even vultures eating away at a carcass or a fox, anything of that nature, even micro microbes, they're mm-hmm. attacking those two ends. Right, right. And uh, I'd like to do, uh, well, we'll see if I get to, but I'd like to do an episode on cattle mutilations sure. in the future because it it's a pretty interesting topic, especially when you get to uh, the people who study different types of ways that cattle are attacked, which mm-hmm. is which is fascinating, but very grisly. So that's what they were looking at. They were primarily looking for uh, unexplained phenomenon or anomalies. They were not looking for someone changing shape and attacking human beings. Yeah, that's why I kind of mentioned at the beginning that the Skinwalker Ranch doesn't really seem to have that much to do with the the folklore side of what a skinwalker is um, really beyond the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And critics will allege this was largely a marketing ploy to call it the skinwalker ranch rather than the Sherman ranch. And, and sure there's a, there's inarguably uh, a, a vivid image captured there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the book, you know, Knapp, George Knapp and Colm Kelleher went on to publish a book called Hunt for the Skinwalker, but this focused mainly on UFO sightings, not on any supposed supernatural being. And really, again, a UFO is not, does not necessitate an alien. It simply no. means unidentified. You can read some great quotes with Kelleher saying that, uh, what they're trying to do is turn as many unidentified sightings into identified objects, which I thought was fair, but also, you know, you can read criticism of the way, uh, NIDS, the National Institute for Discovery Science conducted their research. Maybe that's a story for another day. I would say if you're interested in some of their studies and some of the reports they put out, uh, Ben, you sent me a link to the Wayback Machine to their website. And if you're interested, I recommend going to archive.org, using that Wayback Machine and checking out NIDS. Right. Yeah. The Wayback Machine is a super useful tool, especially for websites that are no longer active. Spoiler alert, NIDS is one of them. Uh, this, this also is a good time for us to mention other, um, other alleged things. Uh, George Knapp has come out before and said that the family that was living there before Robert Bigelow purchased the property uh, were they moved within just like 30 months of living there because of heightened paranormal activity. And we're, we're talking about stuff like going home, putting groceries up in the kitchen, walking out for a second, and then walking, hearing a tremendous crash, mm-hmm. walking back to see everything thrown away from the out of the cabinets, right, and crockery broken and whatnot. Yeah, allegedly. So let's go and look uh, closer, though, at the criticism or the response uh, for these claims. Sure. So the first big one with that, with the family dealing with, you know, lots of paranormal activity um, we, there is no record of the family actually saying this, right? 
Well, at least according to what I could find, there was not uh, anything from the Shermans going on record and saying that. There's plenty of other people saying they said that. Uh, okay. But uh, I wasn't able to find anything that was clearly them saying something like that went down. Uh, I would love to uh, hear back from anybody who has a link. You can find me on the uh, Conspiracy Stuff Facebook and Twitter. And I'm, I'm sure it really didn't hurt that Mr. Bigelow showed up and was like, hey, I would really like to buy a ranch. Here's lots of money. Right. Yeah. And and they have never also, to be fair, they've never come out and said there was nothing like that. We're just in the money, um, yeah. <laughs> which is understandable. But they have not said that. So the concept of skinwalkers explored in our earlier lycanthropy episode, uh, which, again, is I don't know how you feel, Matt, but it was one that I thought we did a pretty good job on. Uh, mm-hmm. There, There is a genuine clinical condition, a genuine clinical lycanthropy in which people do believe they're transforming to an, into an animal. And sometimes it's because of some cultural transgression, breaking a taboo, feeling guilty. But as we mentioned in that earlier show, uh, because you believe that you are transforming yes. into a creature does not mean that you physically are transforming into a creature. It can make you a more dangerous person, but a person nonetheless. So we we came up with some speculative answers for why these sort of skinwalker, lycanthropy, wear jaguar, and other kind of myths came from, right? Oh, yeah. One of the big ones was looking at an, a, a person that was doing things that were so horrible, you couldn't attribute, or it was very difficult to attribute those actions to a human being. So the thought was that perhaps there is something else going on here. This isn't just... A, hu- a man killing his family or killing eight families or something like that. This must be some kind of wolf spirit or animal spirit embodying this human. So it may just be that serial killers, mm-hmm. that this was attributed to them back in the day, or even just someone who went on a rampage one time. Right. Yeah. One of the cases that we look at, one of the most famous cases in that kind of literature is that of a fellow named Peter Stumpf. Uh, and Peter Stumpf was confessed to numerous crimes, many of which sound a little bit exaggerated, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, so w- we do know that while he was incarcerated, despite eventually being executed for the crime of lycanthropy, he never managed to change into a wolf despite the phases of the moon that went, you know, went around during his incarceration. So we, we know that Pretty much the not just uh, skeptics or people who confuse themselves for skeptics, but pretty much everybody admits that no one has seen a person transform into an animal. Uh, uh, yeah, besides uh, on the big screen or small right, screen. Right, right. So then in 1996, along comes this gentleman named James Randi that we've discussed several times on this show. Uh, he gave Robert Bigelow one of his self-made <laughs> Pegasus Awards. You may be familiar with these. Um, it's it's kind of an insult, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a Darwin Award, yeah. uh, which I believe Randy gives. I don't know too much about it, but uh, it's not a good thing to win it. It's like a Razzie or a Darwin Award. Razzies are for terrible movies. Mm-hmm. Darwin is for people who are unfortunate enough to die in what could be seen as a stupid way. So uh, yeah, he he gave Bigelow one of these for buying the ranch. Um, <laughs> which he said was absolutely useless. 
Yeah, he, he said that it was a useless study. You may recognize Randy, that's R-A-N-D-I, uh, instead of Y. You may recognize him from a thing we mentioned much earlier. I mean, he's, he's, uh, a man of great standing, so you, Probably, if you're listening to this show, you've heard of him before, but he uh, also famously had a uh, a running contest or, I guess, challenge where he said if someone could present claims or provable things of any any kind of paranormal, psychic, or supernatural events of anything from a ghost to clairvoyance or telepathy, he would give them one million dollars. That yeah. study is currently no longer running, which, you know, is, is kind of a bummer, but I get it. It's probably expensive to maintain it. Uh, for the record, according to him, no one ever beat it. Uh, some of his critics said that it was, um, unfair, but also, you know, I, also, I have, <laughs> I have not signed up for it, nor do I know anyone <laughs> who has. So I, I don't know what, the actual process is, but apparently it's very transparent and you can check some of that out on his various websites. Yeah, you can find videos as well all over the internets of people attempting and failing to, to do that. Um, to, to be fair, I, I, in previous episodes, I really held James Randi up in this light that he was this beacon of truth and like things that I really enjoyed, but I don't know. The more of these videos I watch, I'm I'm a little nervous saying this, but I feel like maybe he's kind of a jerk. Well, the I guess the the best way, the most fair way to say something like that is that uh human beings, right, are emotional creatures and being creatures that are want to classify the world into an us versus them, uh people can readily become antagonistic toward anything that they see as different. And, and I understand, I completely agree with on, on a personal level. And guys, this is just my opinion. I completely agree with someone who wants to remove the danger of a con artist, a charlatan or a swindler uh, from from the world, because it's true that that people have been taken advantage of numerous times by someone claiming to speak with the dead and the dead just happen to want you to give them money. Right. Yeah. Uh, that that does happen. Uh, however, as anybody who has taken a psychology course ever or maybe read a book or maybe really listened to someone once or twice <laughs> as anybody who has ever done one of those three things knows the way to persuade people if you really care if you really give enough of a well we're a family mm -hmm. show so i'll say crap if if it matters to you that someone sees a truth right or someone sees an error of ways then there has to be an amount of empathy involved. There's a reason that yelling at people, bullying them, calling them names never gets them to say, Oh, you have been rude enough to me or abused me enough that I think, uh, you are right. And Star Trek, the next generation is better or whatever. <laughs> I know like it doesn't really matter what the actual content of the, of the argument process is because it's about the process, not about the content. That being said, I think he's done the world a great service. I think it is an unfortunate error, however, on the part of a lot of other people who like me are, are, are fans of some of this guy's work. It, it's just an unfortunate and just tragic error to use the excuse that people believe in something you don't believe in 
especially if it's wrong and you could help them to use that as an excuse to bully someone or, or to mock them, you know, like I, I don't go to someone who believes something that I think is, um, foolish, especially if they're not hurting anybody to yell at them or to deride them so that my, some, some part of my neural mechanism gets a little bit of a high off of mm-hmm. persecuting the other. And that's a sad thing. And, you know, I'd love to hear uh, what you think about this listeners, because ultimately the emphasis should be on finding the truth, not making people feel like garbage. True. Yeah, that's a rant. Sorry, that's a rant. And I and I don't want people to, you know, vilify James Randi. I've never met him personally. And again, I think that saving innocent people from someone who would take advantage of them is is a noble thing to do. But oh, that, sure, sure. that's so far away. That is, that has very little to do with the, uh, the Pegasus Awards, which we, we had to include because <laughs> it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty funny pun. And I'd love to see, uh, other people who are other organizations who are rewarded this. I wonder what his criteria is. But like we said earlier, one of the other things that they studied here at the ranch were these glowing lights that kept being reported. And there are numerous attempts to explain this phenomenon. What, what the heck is going on there? Most of these were hinging on some of the, the more mundane, uh, explanations, like an aircraft that would be going by with lights that are flashing or some kind mm-hmm. of gas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've heard a lot of these things before. Yeah. Meteorological phenomenon. Yeah. It's, it's weird because. You'll, you'll hear these reports of glowing orbs, right? Uh, that's something that frequently happens. And these have been explained before as, I, I mean, to paraphrase Beauty and the Beast, it's a tale as old as time. Reports of Will of the Wisps go back decades and decades and mm-hmm. decades and centuries. Well, the fact of the matter is that as far as mainstream science goes, Including, in many cases, the, the team at NIDS that was investigating this, uh, there are, there is a wealth of possible explanations for these things, uh, none of which are necessarily extraterrestrial. And, and these guys have said before in their interviews that they weren't necessarily out to find finger quotes or air quotes aliens. They were, they were trying to find some sort of explanation for this. But no one has come up with an instance of one of these alleged glowing lights that could not be explained by something else or even more importantly, that could be explained by something outside of the bounds of regular science, which, you know, makes me wish that Jonathan were here because this is one of his favorite hobby horses to ride, right? Oh, yeah. He would get on this horse and, oh, man. You wouldn't see him again for a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I love that you point out it could be airplanes in the distance because that, that tells us, uh, that tells us something interesting that we go into in our video series that also came out this week, which was great. You mentioned at the top, Matt, that it was interesting to you that Bigelow was investigating this stuff and also, uh, founding an aerospace company. Oh, yeah. An aerospace company out there near Las Vegas, which I don't know. He's at least interested in going to space, right? Mm-hmm. And if 
if he wants to do more research in that realm and he wants to take human beings eventually mm-hmm. to space, I don't know. He, I, I'm, I'm interested in this gentleman's, uh, that maybe the things that he wouldn't release to the press, that he wouldn't give out an official press release, some of his beliefs. Right. I want to sit down with this dude and, and talk to him one day. I'm not a millionaire, so I don't know if that's ever going <laughs> right. to happen, but. Uh, one can dream. Yeah, who knows? One can always dream, right? I, I want to take it a step further. This is something we talked about, you and I have talked about numerous times off the air, which is that many, many of the UFO reports from a few decades earlier turned out to be uh, top secret aircraft that the U.S. was testing. And for that time, they were doing phenomenal things that were just far beyond, easily a decade beyond public technology. We're talking about a craft that could fly across the United States in less than half the time that it would take a normal or a, a publicly known aircraft. So it's completely possible that some of these things that are being seen are actually aircraft being tested, you know? Oh, yeah. And especially in the late 90s like that, Mm -hmm. man, the tech was we may not even know some of the things that were being developed at that time. I mean, honestly, we we may not know yet. Right. Like when everybody found out that stealth helicopters exist (laughs) because one crashed. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So so it's completely possible just because there isn't any evidence at this point that it's something supernatural doesn't mean that there is not. Um, there's not secrecy afoot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, and at this point, if we sum it up, if we sum up Skinwalker Ranch, then as near as we could find, it seems that the investigations of NIDS, uh, which disbanded, uh, the investigations of NIDS bore little in the way of inarguable evidence, at least in the case of Sherman or Skinwalker Ranch. And like I said earlier, you're going to hear anecdotes. If you just type in Skinwalker Ranch into any search bar, you're going to find all kinds of fun anecdotes that make me, it takes me back to my X-Files days where I just want to go, oh man, I love this. This is so cool. Hopefully there's some kind of shred of evidence that I can hang my beliefs on. Mm -hmm. But you're really not going to find it. They, they, They didn't find any kind of body or unidentified animal. They could explain these the cattle mutilations that they were looking into. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, they didn't make any video that would satisfactorily show some kind of uh, this inexplicable light that they kept mm-hmm. talking about that would just I, it just it's it's so disappointing to me, Ben. Yeah, I get it. And there's a quote that I'd like to pull from an AMA and ask me anything thread that uh, that George Knapp participated in on Reddit. Uh, this, this response, uh, when, when he was asked why, I, I can't exactly remember, but I, I think he was asked about Skimwalker Ranch, what his experiences were like, because he went there numerous times, mm-hmm. right? And he was asked about, um, in some very polite way about evidence or lack thereof. And he said that he felt at times there was some sort of intelligence that seemed aware of things and was one step ahead of everybody. And, If, and this is a huge, gargantuan, (laughs) Purple Mountains of Majesty size, if there is something bizarre afoot at Skimwalker Ranch, it has yet to be proven. Unless, of course, there's something, I guess the ranch or whatever powers (laughs) behind it don't want us to know. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. That idea of an intelligent being that is doing all of these things, that's behind the mutilations, that's behind the lights. I, I love it. The kid in me loves it. And one day, hopefully, it will be proven by the third wave of researchers that go and stay at the Sherman Ranch. One day, perhaps. <laughs> uh, so what what do you think about these stories about Skinwalker Ranch? Is this just a bunch of hooey? Is there something genuinely strange and disturbing going on? And I know these uh, I know this will probably be a, a, a bit of a divisive topic for us uh, because I, I think this stuff 
is fascinating. And I, I love seeing there is some sort of explanation. And if you had to speculate, that's fine too. Let us know what you think it could possibly be. Uh, if you all are like me, um, profoundly disappointed that people don't actually turn into animals, whether, <laughs> whether through some horrible transgression or some dark right, then uh, let me know about that too. We can both complain together online. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. I do the Facebook and I do the Twitter here. Uh, and you can see a lot of stories I find that don't typically make it onto the air or on the news. Matt and I are both into uncaught serial killers. And just for an example, one of the recent stories that we posted as we're recording this uh, involves a possible uncaught serial killer in a small town in Ohio. Uh, so do visit us at facebook.com forward slash conspiracy stuff to uh, check that out. And I, oh, oh wait. Uh, ben, that freaking sound is back again. It can only mean one thing. It must be our moment with Noel. Hello. Hey. Hey, Noel. How's it going, man? It's going okay. How are you guys? Doing all right. Good. Doing all right. Good. Uh, so, question for you, and, I, sure. and you might have some questions too. Uh, if you could just at will transform into an animal, uh -huh. any animal, what would, what would it be? Oh, uh, any, any, um, I guess we should qualify any non-fictional, fictional animals. So no, like, dragons, which yeah. is clearly the best one. No Final Fantasy summons. You know, my answer might surprise you, Ben, because What's... you, you, you know about me that I, I hate and slash am terrified of birds. Right. Yes. But that really? just seems like the most obvious go-to <laughs> thing. Cause it would be, you know, for transportation alone, uh -huh. you wouldn't have to book flights anymore. You could just, you know, turn into an eagle and, Go to the yeah. keys or whatever. You know, be some pretty long flights though. I know, but you'd get used to it, right? I guess. Yeah, I guess it depends on what kind of bird you would be. Like, would you be a migratory bird? Would you be a frigate bird? I believe they're the ones that can stay in air for days at a time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But, one of those. Uh -huh. But they're terrible on the ground. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Well, you don't have to be a bird on the ground. You turn back into a, a person. Oh, good oh. call. Good call. It is that well. What about you, Matt? Oh gosh, I would. I would probably go with small, small fox. Hmm. The small fox? Yeah, just a tiny little fox. That's cool, man. I, uh, I just want to make videos. I would set up a camera, turn into a small fox, make uh -huh. little fox sounds for the video, like turn back into a human, stop the recording, and then upload it to YouTube. Take over YouTube. Yeah, bro. man. That would be great. You uh, gotta watch out for those uh, old rich dudes on horseback wearing the red coats. You know? Oh, God, oh, yeah, you're yeah, right, fox hunt. Oh, Okay, I that changed my mind. Makes me think of Invisibles. Yes. Right? Uh, so... I, I don't know what, which one I would be. It's such a, such a big choice. I guess it'd be kind of cool to be a whale, but, uh, I don't huh. know. I don't know if I have the voice for it. Uh, <laughs> I asked my, I asked my, uh, girlfriend recently and without hesitation, she was like a house cat. I would turn into a cat. Just and I said, what would you do? And she said, I would learn secrets. <laughs> which is which is a great answer, but Dude. I completely don't understand that, and it makes me not trust cats. What would you do as a as a whale? As a whale, yeah. I don't like just hang out, swim around, and I guess talk trash. Would to, you be a large whale or like? I a, probably, man. If you're gonna go whale, go yeah. full whale. Okay. Don't go eight and a half yards. You know, okay. I don't know, man. The more I think <laughs> about it, the more whale seems like a a lame answer. Uh, maybe. I don't know. A bird would be cool. I always, you know, you know this about, mm -hmm. about me guys. Like I've gone through a period where I really want to 
befriend corvids like crows or ravens because they're so very intelligent Mm -hmm. and you can teach them to recognize you and they'll teach their young to recognize you. Um, but I think I just want to hang with them. I want to be like their token human. I don't want to, you don't think they would pick on you? Like, I feel like crows would just hate me. Why is that, man? You're really good with, I mean, you're good with people. I assume it goes to birds just because I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a crow, man. I think they would just, they would rag on me all. They'd write jokes. Well, there, cause you know, there's some kind of Bill Burr crow or raven <laughs> and he's the one that I would end up hanging out with. The, the Bill Burr. <laughs> just rag on me all day. So, so Noel, you would be an eagle, huh? You know, I'd have to give it some more thought. That's just the first thing that comes to mind. Like I said, just if I'm being purely functional about my, yeah. my skin walking. Yeah. Choice, I feel like, I feel like yeah. flight would be a little bit better than, than swimming too. Right. And, and whales are incredibly intelligent, but you know, you're kind of limited in what you can do. You're also a pretty big target, you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Did you know uh, Japan is going to unilaterally begin its whaling program again? Woo! So maybe poor timing on my part, huh? Mm, too soon. All right. Well, you know what? Let's check back in next week unless in, unless you've got anything. No, I just uh, the one thing that I guess I was thinking about is uh, do you guys both read or watch the Game of Thrones? The uh, see, oh yeah, you know, yeah. There's the skin changers or whatever in that show. And yeah, the, the, the wargs, books, the wargs, and I guess it's not they're not exactly transforming, but they're sort of inhabiting, mm-hmm. you know, these yeah. totem creatures. I just kind of felt like there had to be a parallel between the terms skin changer and yeah, and yeah. That that would be you know that would be at least an influence. Pretty cool. I don't know. Would it be better to have an animal that like you inhabit the body of or would be better to change into one because if you think about it the, the drawback to that kind of thing is you always end up naked at the end that's true that does seem really inconvenient i think the vulnerabilities of changing into an animal especially if it's a much smaller animal mm-hmm. i think that's dangerous so being able to warg into one mm-hmm. yes yeah. but then you leave your physical body you know if it's unattended someone could always you know oh yeah, that's good a good point exercise maybe i should stick with the ocean so that we have this whole land air sea thing okay. going okay. on yeah. for our like, like superhero uh, true. <laughs> a whale, an eagle, and a tiny fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still, I'm not sold on whale. Maybe just a shark. Oh, an octopus. Ooh. Oh, man, those things are cool. They are pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a little bit Lovecraftian. Okay, guys. <laughs> so let us know, I guess, in addition, what kind of animal you would want to transform into. We're just curious. We're just, yeah. n- no one's, no one's getting graded. We're not going to be, <laughs> we're not going to read your email or I won't read your tweet or your Facebook and think that's a dumb animal or whatever. Because let's face it, a, a whale was kind of out there. It's not the most practical. Yeah. And who's, who's kidding? The fox? Come on. Let, we, we will not judge you at all. <laughs> Very interested though. Because that, that really is a childhood thing, right? The idea of being, uh, embodying an animal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just, oh, from and fairy pe- tales as People kids. have animals with which they identify on a spiritual level, mm-hmm. too, right? Um, a, a certain spirit animal, maybe a totem of some sort that people worship. Uh, so, yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested 
to hear about that. Oh, what about a spider? What if we change it to a spider? Uh, yeah. Okay. One time, this is, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, and I don't know if it's the right time to say it on air, but just one more thing. One time, I had this, like, recurring dream where I would cut myself, and instead of blood, I would, like, bleed spiders. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and, I, and I found <laughs> out that I was actually a mass of spiders that had, like, stolen someone's skin oh. and just thought I was a human being. It was trippy, man. That happened inside your head. Yeah, well, it was a dream. It's not real. I'm okay. A, I'm a person. Oh, man, that is... That's horrifying. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> speaking of fantastic segues, it's, I guess it's time for us to head out, huh? That's it. So uh, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, let us know about all that stuff. But if you don't want to use any of that social media, you don't want to go to stufftheydontwantyoutoknow.com because your, your fingers hurt mm-hmm. and you just can't type that long of a URL, that's cool. Just write us an email. We are conspiracy at howstuffworks.com. For more on this topic and other unexplained phenomena, visit youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. You can also get in touch on Twitter at the handle at conspiracy stuff. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.